Hey guys, it's Chris Bircher with Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom, and this is episode 85, Journaling and Accountability. Now, as we move forward on sort of the how-tos of the R versus should problem, something that seems kind of benign like journaling um, might not seem like a big deal, and it's certainly one of those things I think we all kind of poo-poo and, and laugh about and you know, say maybe we'll get around to it, but it can be an absolute critical element in any plan uh, for change or developing new habits as, as part of a, you know, a bigger mission to sort of learn more about yourself and live a life of more peace and more calm. Hopefully you've been checking these things out. I think since about episode 80, I've been uh, um, I'm working on the how-to side of the arbitration problem. But really, m- most of what I've been doing on Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom has been focusing on this. And um, it, I, I feel like this is, like I mentioned, and maybe in the meditation episode, we all think we know what words mean. When somebody says something like benevolent, you're like, oh, yeah, I know what that means. And you probably have a pretty good idea about what that means. Or if somebody says something, you know, like rocket science, you know, you kind of have an idea of what that is, even though you might not, or you might know you don't really understand it. So many of these seemingly simple elements of our lives, you think you know, because you have a cursory understanding of what it's about. But until you really try it or do it or try to teach it or try to explain it to somebody, you don't really know what it is. And so like meditation and like mindfulness, journaling is one of those things like saying, oh, you want to lose weight, just eat better. Ah, yeah, why didn't I think of that? (laughs) You want to uh, build muscles, just work out more. Oh, ah, yeah, that's such an obvious solution. Well, you know, if you want to do anything with respect to what's going on in your brain and understand what's going on in your life, that whole personal inventory I talk about in the personal inventory episode, what the Toltecs call the tone all, the table in front of you with all your crap on it, you really got to sit down and look at it. You know, you don't automatically know these things. It's one of those, I was talking with Pat Schulte on this week's interview with Bumfuzzle uh, about about this idea that you sort of think you get these things, uh, but you don't really grasp it. Like uh, there are things humans are bad at, right? We talk a lot about how we're limited by our five senses and science really isn't the perfect tool because it's just one way of understanding the world that we can comprehend. Well, That also goes into our brains. Our brains are wonderfully amazing things, but you know what? A lot of times we'll see something and and then go, okay, I got that, and then turn around and regurgitate that or say it to somebody else and get it totally wrong. It's why eyewitnesses are the worst uh, uh, resources for what happened at a crime scene because you interview all of them, and there's been tons of research done on this that eyewitnesses suck at remembering what happened, even though you think, oh, yeah, this is exactly what happened. Okay. Well, let's just say that, you know, journaling is one of those things. You think it's this benign thing, and you think it's dumb, and, and, and you, that keeps you from doing it. But I'm telling you, like meditation, mindfulness, if you can get into the habit of journaling, it will change your life. It can. It has the potential. There's no money-back guarantees here. The potential to change your life. If you approach it with honor. And, and good intentions, right? And so, okay, that's enough about that soapbox. It's just all these things are so simple, but they're not easy. 
Okay, so journaling just simply means writing down your thoughts, taking what's going on up here and making it go through your arm, through your heart, through your nervous system, through your spine, out your hand, either to a pencil, or maybe you don't have arms and you write with your foot. However you do that, with a pencil, pen, a chalk, crayon, keyboard, typewriter, getting the words out onto paper. Now this, again, it seems like a dumb thing because we all, most of us can write. Most of us can type on a computer. But that process tricks your brain into thinking a different way. Now, I'm not even going to say you have to journal about anything. Like one of the biggest like barriers to journaling is you think it's got to be like Moby Dick or, you know, uh, some kind of great poetry. You know, it doesn't. It's just doing it. It's not the content. It's the process, right? It's not the, yeah. So none of that stuff matters. You see, we get hung up on all these elements of what we think these things mean, and it's not true. The idea is that, you know, the, the electric, the impulses, the nervous impulses of taking a thought, whatever the hell a thought is, and transitioning it into paper or the screen or, yeah, uh, does so much. It forces us to slow down. You know, one of the things a lot of therapists will teach you, one of the techniques people use is to write this kind of stuff specifically with your left hand. Because it slows you down so much because you, you know, or your, your non-writing hand, excuse me, if you're left-handed, that wouldn't work. Because it brings you back to like being a child where you're trying, you know, you're, you're forced to sort of scratch these characters out and it really slows you down. Part of the, the, the downside to using a computer is if you can type really fast, you tend to bypass the slowing down element and you can, you know, um, but that doesn't really matter. You know, it's about... Taking a different perspective, all these things that we've talked about, you are not your thoughts, right? And so the process of journaling means you are listening to your thoughts and then reporting them to the world. And so it shifts you out of your brain, which you wouldn't even think of. You don't think about, oh, I got a journal because it gives me the observer perspective, which is kind of like what it does, or it gives you a different perspective of looking at things. It allows you a minute. You know, you can be both, right? You can be your thoughts, and you can be the person and listen to your thoughts, and you can be the person writing your thoughts. These might all have a different perspective, and they might all have things to say to one another. Like, no, don't say that to yourself. Why do you talk to yourself like that? Don't call yourself that, or whatever. You know, one of the, 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 the you know, most benign parts of a journal is, is the historical record that you create. If you can build it, well... Journaling is a practice of building a habit. Like, just tell yourself, you know what? These days in the week, I got about 10 minutes extra in the morning. And right now, I'm just sort of rereading the news, and that's, you know, not helpful. I'm going to, what I did, I downloaded a very simple and free app, um, Focus. I think it's called Focus Writer or some Focus Writer. And, you know, it could be Microsoft Word or, or Pages or whatever you have, Google Sheets or Docs, um, or a good old notebook. Um, in pencil or pen, and just say, you know, for five minutes, three days a week, I'm going to write a date at the top of the paper and just start, just start writing. Doesn't matter what. I mean, literally, people will say you can just start writing thoughts, 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 if that's what it takes to build the habit. Because a big part of the whole benefit of journaling is to build the habit. And, and again, 
what that'll give you at the very least is a historical record. I, I, you know, I haven't been doing this very long, but I have records back two, three years and it's starting to become a thing. Like I can, I, I don't do this very often, but if I wanted to, it's like looking at old photographs, I can go back and look at what I was thinking or how I was feeling, or maybe I had a really bad day and you know how I processed that and how I've how things are different or not now. It's this insight. I mean, we all, we literally all really would benefit from doing this for our whole lives. You know, now whether or not at some point it becomes too much data and you can't go through it, but it would still be cool, right? To sort of know. But if you're intentionally trying to change something in your life, whether it's dieting, working out, running, changing your attitude, finding a love of your life, getting a new job, this sort of process can help you think about it because it provides a different way of processing thoughts in your brain by the all for all the reasons I said before for this observer perspective idea. And it also goes as practice in building new habits. You know, it's a pretty easy one. You're hell. Hell, you could put an app on your phone. You could use your little notes app on your phone and do it that way. We all have this stuff all around us all the time. It's not like we have to put on our workout clothes and drive to the gym and, you know, this whole series of things. You just stop what you're doing wherever you are and you can journal. So it's an easy habit to build. And once you get some momentum and do this for a few months, you go, you know what? I can do this. And maybe I like it. Maybe I'm going to journal. Maybe I try to journal every day for a week. That'd be cool. Or maybe I'm going to like, you know, do the habit stacking thing that James Clear talks about. And now right after I journal, I'm going to meditate for five minutes, you know, three days a week and add these things. So it's a very, it's an easy win to help you build confidence and realize that you can actually change things about yourself. But the idea, the secret sort of idea behind it, I think, is the way that you examine what you're thinking. You actually look at what's going on up here rather than just let it go on and be like a passive participant in the process at best. If you want to think about what matters to you and what you need, like in my what you need episode or values and think about what, what, what your priorities and what you want to do next in your life and what's important to you and what you've got to get rid of, all that can happen in journaling. It may not happen every day. You might not find some sort of spiritual inspiration every time that you sit down and write at your computer about what's going on in your day. A lot of times I just write, you know, hey, today I woke up feeling pretty good, and da 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 And it's just details, and it's sort of like some narration of what the hell the day went. Other times it's like, I had an epiphany. This, these two things lined up. This is amazing. You know, it doesn't matter. Um, and... and it, not only does it give you a new or, or part of the reason why it helps change your brain and the way you think about things is it's one of those, um, it removes, it's like you have a purpose, right? And your purpose shifts your attention, like I talked about in the meditation episode, and your awareness to paying attention to what's going on in your brain rather than you know being your brain. It shifts your perspective, allows you to look in and say, this is happening. And then you're taking that and then sort of figuring out how to write that. Maybe it's verbatim. Maybe it's you're changing feelings into words. So maybe there's some process of translating. All that forces you into a writing mode, which removes the distractions around you. It's very hard to focus on that many things while simultaneously watching TV or listening to the radio or checking your email or doing whatever. And so it, 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 it removes, it 
creates a situation where your distractions are minimized, which is a good thing because we're so surrounded by distractions. It can give you something to do besides checking your phone, besides playing video games. You know, you can you can use this to sort of subjugate, I'm not sure that's the right word, in place of other habits that you might be trying to quit. So it's a tool. Um, and you know, there's nothing that's going to come out of journaling that's bad except maybe a sore hand. That's why I use a keyboard is because I tend to like write, write so fast and hard that my hand will get crampy after a while, especially if I'm really going for. That's the cool thing about Focus Writer is you have like, you can set goals for the day, like how many words or how long, and it'll tell you when you've met those goals and you can either stop or not rather than, you know, doing these marathon sessions if that's not what you want to do. Um, and so, you know, you're creating a new habit that has the side benefit of potentially allowing you a new perspective that like meditation you can use throughout your day. You know, the, 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 I can't put a definition on what perspective journaling gives you, but it is kind of an observer third person perspective where you get to step outside. The more you do that, the more used to it you get. And like meditation, it can help you in the process of your day. And what I'm going to talk about in episode 86, it can give you um, a way to kind of control your attention. You know, And it's a reminder. It's like a muscle memory thing, right? You've been practicing this technique of focusing on your thoughts and then doing something different with that energy. And so maybe like if you're out in the world and somebody cuts you off in traffic or whatever, and you find yourself having this automatic reaction, you, you have a new methodology that you can employ, which is stepping to the side of that and looking in at what's going on in your brain rather than just let that direct you. Um, so it, so, so some, in some way, the simple act of writing down your thoughts on paper in a computer screen gives you a healthy type of focus, right? It's, it's a, the opposite of multitasking. It's like a, a single-minded task that you know, is seemingly benign but has all these cascading sort of side benefits of building new habits and allowing you to focus and, and helping you have practice and therefore muscle memory at shifting your perspective uh, in a different way of listening to what's going on in your mind in sort of a healthy kind of way. And, and, and balance that against the way I sort of go through my daily life with, without this. The way my mind works is I'm sort of in it. It's happening in real time, and there's no separation of me, the listener, and me, the brain. And so if I say things like, you screwed up, you're a terrible parent, you've messed up your kid's life, that's all happening very real, and it sounds like the same thing. It sounds like me telling myself that, like it's this tight circle. Whereas in the journaling perspective, I might go, ah, let's stop that. Let's write this down. I have to go, yeah, so you're telling, I'm, I'm telling myself that I'm a bad parent. Or it's right there. I've, I've created a second tier, a second part, if you want to use IFS terminology, of myself, uh, which gives me the ability to sort of pause and, and if I wanted to. Now, I don't think... This is a natural consequence of journaling. You don't know this stuff is happening, but you can detect it and and you can plan for it. And so I would say 
on average, that I have probably journaled my, um, I don't know if it's several hundred words or some meaningful five to ten minute amount that I do, uh, five days a week for probably two and a half years. And I don't go back and reference it very often, but I do. Uh, there are key points that I try to remember, and I'll try to I'll like mark the file names with something. Um, and that's not even really true. I don't even really do that. I'd say 99% of what I get out of it is simply the doing it, which was one of the earliest habits that I built that sort of showed me, see, I don't think I have any time. My schedule's so packed. I can't possibly work out. I can't possibly meditate. I can't possibly take time to play music for 15 minutes a day. There's no way. Well, I just created some evidence that shows that I actually can do stuff. (laughs) And part of it is like James Clear says in Atomic Habits, I just picked a realistic amount. You know, I didn't say I got to work out two and a half hours, seven days a week. I mean, that's, that's lofty, man. I'm not going to live up to that. And then I'm going to get disappointed and I'm going to quit. Now, there have been times during the last two and a half years or whatever that I've gone a week, maybe more without journaling. But it has become a habit that I go back to automatically. At some point, I think they say it's like 30 or 60 days, I realize that it's, it's having a benefit. I'm, I, it's helping me have a new, a new option in my day, a, a third perspective, if you will. You know, the one listening, the one, my brain speaking to myself, and then this third one that's sort of like in between going, all right, what's, what's going on here? How do we want to do this? And that's cool. I mean, I cannot tell you how helpful that is. And that's probably the main benefit of journaling. Oh, but, but what I'll write about varies greatly, but generally it's some form of reflection of where I am in sort of what I'll call the, the, the how-to of the R versus should problem. Like, are there, and it's a great time to practice gratitude or like affirmations, like you know, recognize, because I'm really bad at this. I think humans in general are really bad at this, about pointing out to myself and becoming aware of my victories, celebrating my victories and, and, and patting myself on the back when I do something good. Journaling is a great opportunity to do that. And so I'll sort of recognize, hey, this is going pretty well. And here's why. And remember when I thought like this, and then I changed to thinking like this. I mean, part of what I'm telling you is probably something that I journaled about. You know, it helps me focus my thinking just like the podcast does, just in a different way and probably a more specific way. It's all about, for me, distilling the noise of all these different things going on into sort of the, the, the continual similarities and the themes of my life. And so I'm always going to come back to things like, I feel better. I'm getting power. Uh, I, 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 I notice this has a benefit on the way that I feel. I'm able to process this information more carefully. I'm not knee-jerk reacting in a violent way to cert- certain things or or whatever, or maybe along those lines, maybe there is something that's really bothering me and I can't figure it out. And I'm just walking around angry. This is another thing a lot of us do is we, especially people pleasers and, and empaths and sensitive people will, will build things up because we don't want to talk about them or we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And so this stuff will build up inside of us. Well, journaling is a great way to void or, you know, get rid of that energy. And in the process, understand it a little bit better and maybe even focus it into something that might be appropriate, an appropriate way to talk to somebody about it. 
I don't know if you've noticed this, but like I used to have problems at work and I would just let them boil. And, the, and it, there was no way I was going to be able to talk to the person I had a problem with, generally my boss, without just blowing up. And so what I would do is I would sort of let these things fester and fester and fester. Then at some point I would just explode, which was a terrible way to deal with it. And usually came down on me in a bad way because now I'm this volatile you know, employee. But really it was just me not being able to to communicate very well. And so journaling is a, is a great tool to use to sort of focus your ideas and actually like rehearse. Like, okay, obviously this is bothering me. Obviously I need to say something. How, how would I say this? Right. And, and, it, and it's like having a conversation with yourself and on your, <laughs> and your multiple parts. And there's going to be some volatile ones and some sensible ones. And, you know, you know this stuff. And so journaling helps us get in touch with sort of the, the omniscient, um, narrator that can sort of choose the best words that are like fair and equitable to all parties instead of being overly violent or overly passive or overly any one direction that might be an intense emotion that you have you can sort of focus it into into something that's a little bit more appropriate uh, to share with other people it's just an amazing tool and and and, and I don't know that you're going to have as an effective healing process or 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 journey to dieting or you know ch- ch- effective change it without a tool like this and i'm sure there are other tools well there's lots of other tools that we're going to talk about that are like journaling but it it forms i think you know one of the key elements of a successful strategy for creating new habits and and changing your life and and finding more peace and so I cannot suggest enough, and, and, and if I were your coach or if I were someone's therapist or I was someone's doctor, I would say, you know, you've got to find some time for meditation and you've got to find some time for journaling. And both of these activities are essential. Uh, and and we'll, we'll, we'll focus on these first, maybe one at a time, before you do any of the other stuff, any of the dieting, any of the exercising, any of the whatever, uh, until we, you know, we can show, demonstrate to ourselves and build some confidence that we can change, we can build habits, and then we start to see some of the um, sort of side benefits of doing these things, which include elements I talked about in the meditation episode, focusing our awareness and our attention in certain areas, taking the observer perspective, and, and what I'll talk about in the next episode, the focus and sort of buying yourself uh, the opportunity to do something about it. Right, you don't just jump in and go. There's a bench machine. I'm going to go do bench press. You know, these are the baby steps that we take when we're when we're learning uh, how to master our our human condition. So I hope that you'll if you if you're not a journaler, I hope that you'll consider it. Um, you can thank me later. <laughs> I'm Chris Bircher. This is Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom. This has been episode 85, journaling and accountability. I'll see you next week. Take it easy.